What if there was a place where wanting it all meant getting it too? New Cape Line sparkling cocktails are swooping in to transport you to a seriously delicious paradise. They come at you with all the flavor you want and nothing you don't in margarita, hard strawberry lemonade, and blackberry mojito varieties. Plus, they're made of just six simple ingredients and nothing artificial. Welcome to having your cake and eating it too. Head to capeline.com and find out where you can get your hands on the go-to drink of this summer. Welcome to Capeline. Celebrate responsibly. 2019 Capeline Beverages, Memphis, Tennessee. When hunger strikes, just remember this set of numbers. 90, 10, 1. That's 90 calories, 10 grams of protein, and 1 gram of sugar. These are the numbers of Protein One, a bar that fills you up without loading up. Fun fact, I just ate one. It was the peanut butter version. Available in four tasty flavors that will help kick your cravings. Try Protein One for your next snack emergency. Seriously, I was in a food emergency and had to record a podcast, so I had one. Available at all major retails, Walmart, Target, local grocery stores, and Amazon. Now, let's batch. Welcome to Bachelor Party, presented by Cape Line. This is the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Juliette Littman. Major news in Bachelor Nation this week, and that is why my guest is the reporter from ET Live, Lauren Zima. Juliette, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Before we go any further, I just want to note, if you hear the banging right now, there is construction above our podcast studio, and we are unable to move to a different podcast studio. I'm very sorry. That is the sound of Bachelor Nation banging Bang on their on tables, the- shaking their fists at that recap episode. Oh, my goodness. We're going to talk about the recap episode, but first, they're also shaking their fists at everyone's at favorite amateur Nashville singer-songwriter Jed Wyatt. Mm. This week, People Magazine broke the news that Jed had a girlfriend before going on this program, and he wrote her a note saying um, that he was, like, going on the show. He's going to see you at the dock. He's like, see you at the dock. I was wondering if that was, like, a reference to, like, a movie or a book or something, or, or just their own thing. mediocre song Jed wrote. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> He essentially wrote her a note saying, going on the show, doing it for my career, meet, see you at the meet. Like, well, we'll be back together when this is over. Mm-hmm. People are furious about this. Yes. I have so many thoughts on this. What's <sighs> the first one? Well, here, let me ask you a question. Yes. If you are Hannah and you've gone on the date where he tells you he's there for the wrong reasons, the reasons being his music career, how surprised can you really be by this? Right. And I also want to say that we don't know what's ahead still. That's the problem for me is that people are lampooning Jed already. And I'm I'm not here to fully defend him, but Jed can't speak out right now. Yeah. So it's tough for me to fully judge him when he can't tell his side. Yes, he's like basically has a gag order, essentially. Yeah. And also you, just to be clear, and this is one of the reasons why Tyler C <laughs> is not a player on this podcast, these contestants are not allowed to do press until they are off the show. And then at that point, it's sort of at their own and other people's discretion what press they do do. Correct. It's a lot of coordination. Yes. And obviously a lot of interest. This is like a this is like a <laughs> I was page six is one of my favorite websites and periodicals, and I was just scrolling through and this made it onto t- page six, not too far down the fold. Wow. I know. The fold. 
I know. Where is it on Daily Mail? It's probably like 70. That, the Daily Mail website is the overwhelming to, website. I go to uh, Daily Mail UK homepage because wow. I, I'm interested specifically in how they cover UK stories. So it's usually a little distorted. I don't know what it's like for the US. You can really get lost in it. <laughs> also, Love Island's on right now in the UK and there's so much Love Island coverage. I don't watch Love Island, but I know all about it from the Daily Mail. Oh my gosh. I've been told I need to watch the well, UK version and also Love Island coming to CBS soon. So there we go. Is it Fox or is it CBS? Oh, it's CBS. We got that show. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yes. it's starts July 2nd. Yes. Fine love five nights a week. I've seen the billboard. <laughs> anyway, um, so Jed is not allowed to speak on his own behalf right now. So, so yeah, so it's it's a tough situation. It's a tough situation, not only because he's not allowed to speak, but also because we haven't seen the rest of the episodes. I will say this. We don't know if Jed tells Hannah this. Jed has set the it's precedent. True, it's possible. Yes, he set the precedent that he does tell her things. So look, in retrospect, it probably would have been easier for him to just lay it all out on the line on that date. Like, hey, let me be upfront with you. I came on here for my music career and I was also dating someone beforehand. But who knows? Maybe he did and it wound up on the editing room floor and or we'll see it in a later episode or he hasn't told her yet or it's a big fight they get into later on in the it's season. It's true. We know there's we more know. fighting to come. Yeah. And that is why I have a hard time judging it. And I will say, you know, people are tweeting at me. They There seem to be some fans who want, you know, to be so mad at Jed and and to defend this woman entirely. And I'm not sitting here saying I, 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 he didn't lie to her. According to her, he did. Right. But she also knew that she was dating someone who was about to go on a show and lie to that woman. I know. Why not just break up with him if he's like, I'm going on this show? (sighs) Because then he came back and apparently he's ghosted her. He hasn't, hasn't spoken to her. And Lauren, are there that you're aware of, are there rules that you can't, like, get in touch with friends as soon as you get back? Ooh. I mean, at this point, he definitely could be in touch with her because these all these dudes are just, like, hanging out with their friends. Well, as far as I know, you can't... I mean, you got to go and return and live your life. Yeah. I, I believe that they, of course, signed something that they can't tell the outcome of the show. But would... If Jed really ghosted her, as she's saying, would it have been the better thing to do for him to reach out to her after the show and just be like, hey, I can't tell you what happened... But I do want to, you know, tell you that things with you and I are are over. And, and I want to apologize that I didn't follow through on a promise that I made. Like, uh, yeah, I, I would imagine he could have done something like that and probably should have. It would have yeah. been the right thing to do. Ghosting is never the answer. I will say that <laughs> to Jed. Ghosting is just never the way to go. No, it's not. Mm-mm. But that said, I don't know, like, who— I just don't feel that surprised by this, nor do I feel that outraged. This is now the second guy who's had a girlfriend before the show. And that could be problematic for Hannah because she sent that guy home. It could be something she's going to have to address now, uh, depending on how far Jed makes it. How do you address the fact that on night one, you sent a guy home for something that allegedly Jed did exactly the same thing? Right. Like, if the thing is, she did know she would have to send home Jed. But on the other hand, I just want to say, I'm extremely against cheating. Like, I have a real... Mm -hmm. In my from my crystal palace, I have a zero tolerance policy. However, sometimes you just meet someone and you don't expect to feel something, and then you do. And like, what are you supposed to do about that? So maybe Jed had like the right intentions of you know I'm just going on the show for my career and platform, 
And then he ended up really liking her because even telling her in Boston when he did that he was there for his music was a huge risk. She could have sent him home right away. A hundred percent. And that's the first time someone's ever, as far as we know, has admitted I'm here for the wrong reasons on the show. And I admired him for that. I just interviewed Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tardick. And I was talking to Caitlin about this. And she said, I'm not surprised. This happens all the time, even more than people think. Right. Especially in years past before social media really allowed things to come to the forefront as much as it does now. So I am really not a person who's obsessed with the right or wrong reasons thing. The golden couple of the franchise, Sean and Catherine Lowe, have both told me we went on the show to like to travel, travel yeah. to make friends, to maybe meet someone. Why do you ever go on a first date? You're not going on a first date with somebody thinking, I'm going to meet my husband or wife tonight. This is the person well, you're going people, on. Some people do that. Right. But I mean, you're going on a first date low to success, see how it goes. Low success rate <laughs> for if, those people. <laughs> if that's how you approach it. It's extreme. So I don't, I cannot judge Jed yet. I'm judging Jed more right now for his musical I know. Music's really not that good. (laughs) I want Um, it to be better. How are Kaylin and Jason? How was their vibe? They were so light and airy and in love. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. I told Caitlin this. It was the happiest and lightest that I've seen her in a long time. And I've been interviewing her for years. Wow. Um, That's awesome. I'm I'm a huge Jason fan. He just seems like I've never met him, but I've talked to him on the phone a few times. And he was did an episode of the show last year very graciously. He just is delightful. I, I'm also, I just think about how great his family seems and I'm always reminded of how lovely Jason is. Oh my gosh. And their families have, they've both met each other's families. They're moving in. She's got a ring she wants oh in her mind. God. Like, you know, as they said, we're from Bachelor Nation. So our relationship timeline really speeds up. That's true. Yeah. They both seem like realistic, which is nice. I think that they have both, I mean, especially in Caitlin's case, and she and I have talked about this, you know, sometimes you have a relationship that doesn't go right, and that makes you realize what you really want and what you really need. Yeah. And she seems to really be in that place. Yeah, yeah. That's great. And also, she's like an adult, which just shows you. Yeah. She, it was just her 34th birthday this week. Happy birthday, Caitlin Bristow. Happy birthday, Caitlin. <laughs> a few minutes ago, you mentioned something important, which is that a lot of this stuff surfaces as a result of social media. Yeah. A key part of this Jed saga is that it actually did not surface via social media. Mm. Someone, his ex girlfriend. What's her name? Like Elise? Haley. Haley. You nailed it. (laughs) I'm sorry. Ashley, Lauren, Jessica. Haley. It's Haley. Haley did not just like call him out on her own social. She shopped a story and people got the story and they published it. So that's also to me speaks. um, Again, I don't want to be like blaming Haley who I don't know anything about, but I just want to say that that speaks, that sends me a, a message, which is she's not just mad about the relationship, but also is looking for either maximum effect of this news or it's possible she got paid. I don't I don't know if people would pay for that kind of story, but some outlets do. Or she really wanted to fuck things up. Like she's not, she wasn't just looking for her own um, airing of grievances or whatever, but this was a really deliberate uh, re- news release. And it's actually uncommon. It, it's been a minute since one of the, um, official celebrity magazines has like broken one of these stories because mm-hmm. usually they come out via social media or spoiled on Reddit or Reality Steve or elsewhere. So it's kind of fascinating to me that it's like an official people story and every story as a result has to cite the people one. It's like this came from people and we're all very aware of it. Yeah, that was interesting to me. Um, and, you know, people works with ABC on, you know, as many outlets do on. You do, uh, right? I yeah, mean, yeah, we do Um, on, you know, and by work with, I mean like 
it, it's a very normal journalist to show relationship yeah, where you, we set up interviews and that kind of thing. And yeah, so what how it typically happens, like for most entertainment media, is a reporter or their outlet will reach out to a publicist, a network, or like a studio who is managing the PR for a, a show or movie or mm-hmm. a reality show, and then it's like set up that way. Yeah, and so that and that's kind of like the standard protocol for getting time with Caitlin or Colton, or, right, or whomever. Well, what's interesting to me about people is that people always does like you know they also do like a spread with the the whoever the lead potentially ends up with. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean it's going to be kind of. It's. It was just so striking to see that photo of her and Jed with the uh, logo on it. You know, like the people logo, and and what will, yeah. It, it, I I am. I'm like imagining in my head. Okay, well, this could be. You know, in however many weeks, if Hannah is with somebody, then it's going to be this. It could be the same picture, and it's that same logo on it. And so it's just sort of striking. I think that. You know, she had said, this Haley woman said that she went to people because she had other outlets approaching her mm-hmm. to run the story. I don't know. How would they get that story, though? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess other <laughs> other people, obviously, not like they were dating in secrets. Other people mm-hmm. probably knew about Jed and Haley and their mm-hmm. lives. But I don't know. The other thing that was weird to me is I, I did look at Haley's Instagram, even if I thought her name was Elise at the time. <laughs> and there's like some pictures of her. There was a picture of her on the beach where Jed, because he has so many followers now and is verified, his comment like popped up and she like looks hot in this picture and it just says smoke. And it was interesting to me that he didn't delete his comment. She didn't delete the comment and like no one took any moves oh. to like scrub this or whatever. And Where this is that from. Um, I looked at it, it several hours, if not a full day after this initial story but when came was out. The, when was the picture posted? Oh, um, I think it was like February or so. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, do you have any judgments on Jed? Do you have any feelings on it now? Yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it, I think to me, worse than anything is ghosting this girl. That's like really, that's really bad. That's because let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's give, let's say he really fell for Hannah and he either has heartbroken Blake style or he ends up winning. Either way, he, if he had really serious feelings for her, go back to Haley and just tell her and just be like, listen, I didn't expect this. I don't want to have to have this hard conversation, but here we are. And like, that's like the worst part about it is like the the conflict aversion to, right. to me. Um, I think if they had agreed beforehand, I'm going on the show and we'll be together afterwards. Like that's, you know, every couple, they have their own rules and that's like how, that's how you have to navigate it together. So maybe they decide that and that's fine. I think that's messed up. But like on the cynical side, if you're going on The Bachelor to find to find love, you're probably not taking it that seriously because I think that, like, to your point earlier of, like, the person who goes on the first date hoping that's their husband or wife <laughs> is, like, not really a good setup for finding love. There is a lot of success for The Bachelorettes with the people yeah. that he or she chooses. Even if they don't get married, they stay together a long time. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't... It's, like, definitely weird to go on the show if you're in a relationship because it's undoubtedly going to affect your relationship. But I don't think it's, like so wild or shocking or gross. I mean, it's not good. I don't support it, but I'm not like, I'm still more freaked out by Luke P, I guess, than by Jed is, is kind of like, like, I still think Luke P seems unsafe, whereas Jed just seems like maybe a dirtbag. Right. And Luke P does seem unsafe to me, by the way. I actually think he seems not okay. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I don't, (laughs) let's not even talk about it. What do you think? Do you judge Jed? I, like I said, I, 
think he probably could have done things better. I think that you are thrust into a situation with the show where, you know, the average person going on the show is experiencing a lot of things for the first time, just like with how things work, uh, when and what you can tell your family or not. You're, you're put into a whole new world. Um, could he have been a little confused and jarred when he got out of this? Yes. Should he have gone and talked to this Haley girl? Yes. Do I think that it is completely bizarre that they both agreed to the setup that he is going to go on a reality show to date someone else, to lie to that person and like be thinking of this Haley person the whole time? Yeah. I think that that's troubling. Yeah. Um, but he also can't speak for himself. Sure. And I would never personally want to be in a situation where someone else could speak about me and my story with them and I couldn't also say my piece. That's yeah. tough. That's that, tough. D- that does really suck. Yeah. End of the day, probably a dirtbag, but <laughs> not the worst guy on the show. Let's actually talk about the other guys because you've met so many of them. But first, let's talk about today's sponsors. If we care about the ingredients in the food we eat and the beauty products we use, why shouldn't the same be true of our feminine care products? The FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products, so most of them don't. But Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes, all of which are 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. Plus, with Lola's customizable subscription, you get to choose your mix of products, mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. And you can even change, skip, or cancel at any time. Just this week, I had a new batch of tampons arrive straight to my home, and I was delighted to see them. Saves me a trip to the drugstore, which I do not have within walking distance. For 40% off all subscriptions, visit mylola.com and enter Bachelor when you subscribe. That's mylola, M-Y-L-O-L-A.com, and enter Bachelor for 40% off all subscriptions. Open Fit is a brand new, super simple streaming service that takes all the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. Everyone's bodies are different and OpenFit gets that, which is why it's personalized to your needs with custom tailored original content. Not to mention with OpenFit, you can work out anywhere in as little as 10 minutes a day using your computer, web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, or Roku. Sometimes I just don't feel like going out of the house again to the gym before work or after work. And so I'm so happy to have OpenFit. I can just work out in my home with a workout that's tailored to me. OpenFit has changed the way that many people work out. And with my code PARTY, P-A-R-T-Y, you can join me on a fitness journey personalized for you. Again, use my code PARTY, P-A-R-T-Y, and start using OpenFit for your journey to a healthier life. Right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, you can get a special extended 30-day free trial membership where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days. Just text PARTY to 303030 and you'll get full access to all OpenFit's workouts and nutrition information for free. Again, that's party, P-A-R-T-Y, to 303030. Standard message and data rates may apply. Lauren. Yes. You've met so many of these guys. Which So you went to the Boston slash Rhode Island date, right? Yes, the rugby group date. How was that? that? So did you, in real time, see Luke versus Luke? Oh, I wish. We were sort of— we had You to be, didn't! Well, we had to be kept far back because they couldn't see us in the backgrounds of their oh, shots. Oh, I see you. You know, I so you. I couldn't quite see. N- none of us really got a good look at that. That was a thing I was going back and forth with people on social about because I said we didn't get a good look and everyone said, yes, we did. We didn't get a good look at the no. hit and we didn't get a good look at the aftermath, which seemed to be a or, big question. Actually, if you slow down that one shot, yeah. you can see Luke P slamming Luke S down, but you can't see what led into that. And right. the context is crucial. Not defending it. I right. don't like Luke P and I think he's dangerous. But... We don't know what Lou Gessid or right. what Lou P did beforehand. 
Or right after. There or was right some after. discussion about like whether he'd need him in the face on the way back up, whatever. It's it, it so, drives, it drives so much me crazy. Has since then, too. <sighs> it drives me crazy that The Bachelor's tactic is to have everyone talk about a confrontation, but to not show the confrontation. It's the opposite of the Bravo style, <laughs> like the absolute opposite, which thrives on the confrontation. And then we'll proceed to show them for weeks on end in black and white flashbacks. Yeah. It drives me crazy that The Bachelor does not do that. Bring us some flashbacks. I'm with you. Show us the footage. Yeah. If people are fighting, show me the fight. Give me the evidence. Let me be the judge. Mm-hmm. It makes me so mad. Yeah, I get roll the tape. Bring the. I yes. say that a lot. Roll the tape. Like bring the audience in a little bit, even if the contestants didn't have the tape to look at. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, well, I actually, you completely agree with, with me. You, it's I my, do. It's my point. Excellent point by you. <laughs> Thank and you. I agree with you, and you agree with yourself. Thank Good. you so much. So. Have you met John Paul Jones? I have. What is he like in person? Complete dream. Really? Yes. Like dreamy or like a dream dreamy. to interview? I'm going to say something that I don't mean in a mean way because I actually think this about myself. I think John Paul Jones is better in movement and in video than in photos. Oh, I like, feel the same about myself as well. <laughs> I hate also, pictures like, of myself. Also, catch me offline in person. Please don't judge me <laughs> based on my online persona. I just think he is gorgeous in person. He is like a model. His really? bone structure, yes. And that first, What's the hair like? The hair is wonderful. He looks like— Is it thick? It doesn't look thick on TV. It's not thick, but he has a good amount of it. Okay. And it really flows in the wind. And he is so sweet. And he's very tall. And he's very built. He is like a handsome revolutionary war soldier <laughs> who's like come to sweep you off your feet. A Mayflower man. <laughs> yeah, but he's also— Because, you know, he's got this like really pale, like old-timey skin. And he's—but but then he's like a surfer bro in the way he talks. Like he is like a man— of which we have never seen before his archetype. Wow. What was his personality like? So kind, so sweet. Like high energy, low energy, talkative. You know, he really wanted to please, I think. Huh. And it is interesting because a lot of these people, you know, I'm often like their first interview. And so they've yeah. never done this before. So I really— Because I you go on set. Yeah, because we go on set and they're plucked from, you know, Iowa or wherever in this season. I think the most guys are actually from California. Um, JPJ is from the Northeast or Mid-Atlantic, really. But then you you have to kind of walk them through an interview a little bit. Like, okay, so and, and so I do try to like because they've done their ITMs on the show, but yeah. that's different than having someone interview you Plus, on camera. They're comfortable. It, and that's like more of a conversation because they're like kind of talking to the producers. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, stand here. I'm going to turn your body this way. Okay. And I, you know, and I try to say like, okay, well, I need you to tell me like, how are you going to approach this date? And so I just sort of try to help a little bit because it's going to make the best product for both of us. Um, but he was, so, I mean, I was telling him, well, how are you going to be out there? And he, I, he like took a minute. I could see him like take a minute to think about his answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to get after it and just be, you know, I'm here for, <laughs> like, he was, he just really wanted to make it good. And oh he really God. thought about his answer and it was very sweet. That is really sweet. So do you get to watch the rugby game or no? We watched a little bit of it, um, but. Are you just there for that one day? Uh, yes. How yes, cold yes, was yes. it? Everyone was really bundled up for that. Freezing cold. It was what, March or April? Uh, Early April? I actually can't remember. I'm horrible with time. <laughs> um, but it was cold. I feel like Hannah's had a cold season. She's yeah, been a it lot seems of like it. I'm, yeah, I'm ready she for her to cute in the coats, go I think. somewhere tropical. Yeah. Well, she's getting there. She's also going to Tyler's hometown, I believe. Don't we see that shot of him, of them oh. in the water? I assume that's Jupiter, Florida. Oh, God, I don't know. There's definitely a shot of them making out in the water. Okay. And it did not look like European water to me, particularly uh. <laughs> particularly since they're in Europe in April. And that that deep blue you don't get 
for bikini, like make hot makeouts. Yeah. So I'm just presuming that that's in Jupiter, Florida. Excellent analysis of the water. The home of Tiger Woods and, and many Tyler. And Tyler, and also many massage parlor parlors. Oh, okay. Uh, recently in the news, if if you recall, I do know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Is he exonerated? Uh, Bob Craft? Yes. Um, I don't know the status <laughs> okay. of that. Let's okay. not comment further as to not get litigious. Um, okay, so you met John Paul Jones. Who else did you meet on that day? Did you get to meet meet Luke P or Luke S? No. Um, saw them. Did not get to interview them. Okay. Interviewed Connor. How was Connor? What's Connor's energy Connor, like in real life? Hannah's guys are so tall. He's 6'6". Six, six. I'm obsessed with his height. I mentioned it on every podcast. Oh my I know. gosh, he's so tall. Like, I, we were truly adjusting the but, shots because all these guys were so tall. But is is he a tall guy personality? Because it seems like no on TV. So <laughs> it's another main talking point of mine. Very low key personality. More, again, kind of broy, But like, you know, Connor also like talks like this. Like, I'm here for Hannah. My favorite part of my interview with him was I said— and by and I didn't know it at the time, but you know, at this point, they'd had like a good amount of time together. Um, I think Connor and Hannah. Yes, I yeah, think he had his one on one already. Yeah, that was when in I LA. would have interviewed him. Yeah, because that was in LA. So I ask him, "What are you and Hannah connecting over? Like, what do you have in common?" And he goes, he goes, "I'm nervous for him." Well, we both don't like mint with chocolate. Oh my god, I <laughs> hard agree. I hate mint in my chocolate. But that's really weird. I cracked up. I said, it's kind of cute, though. I said, Connor, I meant like qualities in your personality or your outlook on life. That's kind of, <laughs> I like I like that answer. That's a good one. You do not like yes, that I answer. Do. I 100% do. No, I don't like that answer. What were you hoping him to say? Like, we both love to laugh? No, but I was hoping him to say, you know, uh, we both like want to spend the next couple of years traveling and then settle down or we both like some, just anything more significant. I have, I have a trifecta of doom, which is I hate mint. I hate wow. coconut. Wow. And I hate lemon asterisk in my beverages. Okay, so are you going to change your obsession from Tyler? No, to no. Right. <laughs> Tyler's one of a kind, but I do feel that I would really bond with someone over not liking mint in my chocolate. Cause that's some, that's okay. a very like long held feeling of mine. I think Connor is a cross between Tyler and John Paul Jones. Oh my God. So a dream. A tr- <laughs> He's so the dream. He might be your dude. What does that mean? He's a cross between. Tell he me more. talks bro He's nice, but he kind of looks like Tyler. Is he smart? Un- unclear. Okay, that's a no then. You would have known. If, if it was like, yes, he's surprisingly smart, you would have you know, known. Well, you know what I will say? I do think that Connor, I remember on his one-on-one, I felt like he did say some things about, like, about his family and some stuff he'd been through. I just... I do wonder if the way Connor talks makes him seem less smart than he is. I can't make a call on Connor's. No, I've I've moved on from my Southern accent bias because I, I is Connor's a Southern accent. No, it's just like a weird. Accent. I don't know what it is. But sometimes accents just make you sound like like just people have a bias. Well, right. Them, but you don't now have them. you. But I now that I love Hannah, I've, I've yeah. moved, I'm post accent bias and Tyler and Tyler. But does he have a Southern accent? Yes. No. He doesn't. What does he have? He sound. He I, just has a Tyler accent. Just he's one of a kind, as I said. I can't stop hearing Noah from The Notebook when Tyler talks. I just said a Notebook podcast. Check out the rewatchables <laughs> on Monday night. Right, Craig? Yep. Um, he is Noah. Tyler has way more personality than Noah in the second half of that movie. I'm just no. If you rewatch it, Noah doesn't speak that much in the second half of the Notebook. But the speeches except, he except makes, except to yell. Okay. Yes, except to yell. The speeches he makes, the way that he talks, that like accent that's not an accent. Quick aside. Yes. What is your favorite quote from the notebook uh, from by, by Noah? Because I, f- I recently found out that I've been a minority. 
what do you want? <laughs> That's my favorite quote. Because I agree. That scene is my favorite scene when yeah. he yells, I want all of you. Yeah. Want- Forever. Yeah. When, yeah. when he's saying that she's a spoiled brat and like, I just love that. Yeah. But I like fighting. So that's part of my own cross to bear. Mm, I've been working on that personally. But everyone, <laughs> everyone else says, um, if you're a bird, I'm, if you're a, bird, a, bird, I'm yeah. a bird. That's a top two. That doesn't do it for me as much. Yeah, well, because it's like, you know what, Noah, be yourself. What are you? Other question. I'm not going to weigh in on this because you have to listen to the rewatchables to find out. Where do you stand on the ratio of old old Noah and Allie to young Noah and Allie in the movie? Is it too much, too little, or just right? Just right. Or just right leaning towards too much. Interesting. Okay. Where are you at? You wanted more? Of the Deposit that in the info bank, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not we'll telling. We'll talk about this more often. I'm not I'm telling. You know what? I've got to listen to the rewatchables on Monday night. <laughs> Please do. Okay. Um, 15th anniversary of The Notebook this year, right? Yes, that's why we did it. It's next week. You guys nail it. Uh, Thank you. It's all Bill Simmons. Um, Anyway, back to Tyler. (laughs) I just think he has a weird accent. I don't know what it is. Okay. It's like, but like Florida's such a South, but not. We once heard about this on The Ringer. Like, is is Florida the South? Tough call. It's the South meets the East. Yeah, it's weird. I say no, but people, some people from Florida say yes. It depends what part of Florida you're from too. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Okay. Um, Have you met Mike, who seems to be a fan favorite? Uh, I did not meet Mike. I also interviewed Dustin, who, uh, I mean, I'm literally like, I tweeted, PSA, Dustin and Dylan are still on this show. Dustin seems dope, but I always think his name is Justin, literally 100% of the time. We had Dustin, Dylan, Devin, and Kevin. I couldn't keep the four of them straight to save my life. Yeah. And I apologize to them because, you know, they're all human beings, but they were really blending together for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think that he seems dope, but I just could not ever remember his name. But now I know it's Dustin. I think I finally learned. Whatever. You know, he strikes me as that type of person. And this becomes an issue with people who watch the show. Like, there's a difference between someone who is, like, a good person who seems like someone you would actually want to date. Yeah. And someone who's good television. Right. And I think that there on every season are people who fall into the category of, like, yeah, you're probably a fine person but you didn't make for great television. Right. And so, I think that's a lot of these guys. They all seem to like each other a lot. Well, and people get this cry of like, like a lot of people were crying for Wills Reed to be The Bachelor. Right. I'm sorry. I have interviewed Wills Reed. He would not have been a good Bachelor. Yeah. He just wasn't, it was just about the way that he, like his energy level in interviews, the way that he was communicating. It just, it's just, a lot of it is literally how good are you at talking on television? That's why I think Tyler would not be a good bachelor. He's, he, and he's acknowledged that on social media. He calls himself like marble mouth. He's real mumbly. Is that He's it? not a good, he, <laughs> well, he hasn't been on the show that much except for his one-on-one, which is the, the basis of, I think like most people's obsession with him to the extent mm-hmm. they have one. He's not on the show. Like I look for him in every episode now and like he's not on it much. He was on it when he talked to Cam and like when Cam came, crashed the group date. And then his own date, but that's like kind of it. And then he gives like a lot of, um, a lot of facial expressions. The pace of this show has felt very strange this season at this point because it's been so Luke P heavy. Don't you feel? I feel as though we're in like the final five right now, and there were still so many people left. And then we got that recap episode. We need to, as Hannah said, reset. We need to reset. Well, that's what they did. I, I hope so. Everyone's quite annoyed by it. <laughs> um, Lauren, can we talk a little bit, a little bit about Bravo shows? Because it's Please. a shared passion. I don't get to talk about it that much. Please. Let's do that after we talk about Cape Line. It's mid-episode, but I just wanted to take a second to remind you about Cape Line. Cape Line has sparkling cocktails to take you to a place where your wildest 
Expectations meet real possibilities. These super delicious bubbly twists on classic cocktails have all the flavor you expect from a margarita, hard strawberry lemonade, or blackberry mojito, and with just six simple ingredients and nothing artificial. On top of that, they are simple to enjoy, straight out of the fridge or on the go. Just pop open the can. Or if you're feeling extra fancy, talking to you wine drinkers, pour one over ice. It's beautiful. Go to capeline.com to find out where to buy these seriously delicious sparkling cocktails. Celebrate responsibly 2019 Capeline Beverages, Memphis, Tennessee. All right, T, I'd like to discuss Southern Charm with you and then The Real Housewives of New York. Oh, wow. Just what a one, dream combo. <laughs> just one note. I've quit The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I think for forever. Wow. Are you with me? Let me take this in. <laughs> Here's why. I cannot stand Dorit. Wow. Erica Jane is like kind of boring to me, though. Mm, I like her. Mm-hmm. I don't want to dislike Kyle because I'm like, I've always really liked Kyle, but she's making it hard. I ride or die for Lisa Vanderpump, right or wrong. Lisa Rinna, I love, but I get a lot of her on social media and I'm good. Ah. And Denise Richards, also really like, but just not that attached to her. Well, I mean, she's one of those people who is probably a great person. I don't know if she's the best on a reality television show. But yeah, so I just have quit. I just, just, I'm out. Okay. So that's just that. Are you still watching? That hit me, and so I'm processing it. Um, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still watching. I'm certainly not rushing to my TV like I am for New York every week. I could watch three episodes of New York every week. I could watch a live stream of each of the New York women. Um, Beverly Hills... I just can't believe how far we've fallen. Um, when I think about the fact that we are still talking about this bunny thing with Lisa yeah. Rinna and Kim Richards, that happened years ago, and I didn't care about it then. I uh, don't. I also don't care about the whole fight from this season, and I just think no. that I, th- I whatever. I I think Kyle's a bad friend. I was going to say it. My longtime problem with Beverly Hills has been that. I think these women, more than any other season, do put up walls to the reality of their real lives. Yeah. And even though it's a TV show, you got to get real. Erica doesn't talk about her marriage, doesn't talk about her son, which is your choice, but also you're on a reality show. I barely knew Erica had a son. I was like, that sounds vaguely familiar. I mean, you get into some real stuff that's going on. Uh, you know, we don't see them getting like we don't hear any of them and maybe their maybe their relationships are perfect but we don't hear any of them really talk about like problems in their marriages or in their lives like anything that makes them I don't know I I, I guess Lisa Ren has talked about some stuff but it doesn't it she's talking about her like, daughters yeah it feels like walls are up to me in a lot of ways That's and interesting. they also up until this week like don't really party as much I would just watch them on trips can they just go on trips because in their daily lives like they're not bringing the fun and the it also, I think, doesn't the, help that nobody's dating. We need some flirting. Yeah, the the trips would be better if they, like, just made them the show instead of, like, this, like, weird deus ex machina to get them together. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's true. The New York house, the New York ladies who I want to discuss now, they, I said Southern Charm first. Should we do that, actually? Uh, I don't care. Eh, we'll talk about New York then. Okay. Um, they acknowledge that they go months without seeing each other, which I kind of enjoy. Like, at the beginning of every season, they're like, yeah, I haven't seen Dorinda <laughs> in four months. They save it all up. Yeah, they save it all up. But then on the flip oh. side, we recently learned... That Bethany and Luann, like, things really run deep there. And Ugh. if you're not watching The Real Housewives of New York, I really recommend it. Um, Emmy-worthy. It's really, it's just like, it's just, in, it's gripping. Recently, um, the women were in Miami together. And they had a dinner at which Bethany basically had, like, a panic attack meltdown in the middle. Mm-hmm. So angry at Luann. Luann's, like, set her off. And Bethany kind of listed all of these things that she's done for Luann, some of which we knew about from the show, some of which we did not. And honestly, 
Bethany keeps her shit offline if she does if it's mm-hmm. not related to who she's dating and something related to one of her brands or the show. You actually, we, she keeps a lot private. I think I'm not sure I realized how much until she spewed that yeah, list off. Same because she's pretty omnipresent, but she's done a lot for Luann, Luann, including like ha- helping her get rehab for free. Oh my god, well, keep helping keep Luann safe. That was interesting to me because I actually think of Bethany as someone who does put it all out there. Remember that iPhone video where she was inside her closet at her old apartment, like filming it on her iPhone and yes. crying. Like, don't, <laughs> she just gave us that footage. I know. You know. She could have not filmed that, but she gave it to us. Well, she's obviously, to your point about walls, she's put walls around a few things in her life. Yeah. And she keeps that off camera. And I think some but of it's it she a, has a to smaller, for legal reasons. Yeah, it's a smaller yeah. amount. Like, she talks about Dennis, but even, but who passed away. Right. But when they were dating, she, he and his family were never on the show. And I think she learned her lesson from having Jason mm-hmm. and her have a show together. Um, but it's just been like a phenomenal season. Oh. And to your point, they go on a lot of trips. We've seen them in Miami. We've seen them in the Hudson Valley. Mm-hmm. We've seen them in the Hamptons. They're actually very infrequently in the city because when they are, they don't really see each other. They get so annoyed about the traffic. They're like, it's an hour and a half to get to you. Yeah. <laughs> Bethany having a driver in New York is wild. The pace at which New York moves the content. It takes me two hours to watch an episode of Real Houses of New York because I keep pausing it. I mean, you have these little asides where Sonia Morgan has her nose up Bethany Frankel's butt. Like, literally, she's got it up in there. And you're like, I can't even keep up with all of this. I have heard rumors that they would potentially take Ramona off or Luann. Tell me your thoughts on that. I heard the Ramona rumor. And I wasn't sure where it started. A friend of mine told that to me. He texted it. He yeah. was like, Ramona off the show. And I was just like, what are you talking about? Where did that start? I don't know. I'm the same, but I would never, like, so I don't, you I don't heard, believe it. You Have you heard it through your own reporting? No, I have heard it through rumors upon rumors on like, you know, as the housewives always say, the blogs. Um, It'd be a huge mistake to lose Ramona from the show is my take. I completely agree. What do you think about Luann? Luann should absolutely be off the show. Because. I I am not interested in being a party to Luann's it's dark. wreckage. It's dark. We have seen Luann um, now in between arrests, like the seasons have been between like legal troubles and rehab several times. And she recently had an incident where she admitted to having two mimosas in Chicago while doing her cabaret show, which which was a parole violation for her. Wild sentence. (laughs) Violated her probation, not parole, violated her probation. And so then she was arrested again and then given a new court order. And Luann. I'm not an expert, but I, I think it's fair to say she has significant challenges in, in her life. And I, I don't think it's funny. And I think a lot of what is great, why people love Sonia, they mm-hmm. love Bethany, they love Dorinda, they love Ramona, is because when they do the ITMs, they just sort of, they have like an, a frivolity to them that sort of remind you like this is a silly show. Like what Bethany is going through is real. But Bethany yeah. is, without, what all, everyone's drama is real, you know, and I don't not to like equate one person's um, stress with another, but like what they're all dealing with is significant. But those four women in particular have a way of kind of reassuring the viewer mm-hmm. that actually they're okay and like they're they're doing fine and and whatever you see on TV is only a, a portion of them. With Luann and even Tinsley to a certain extent, I'm less certain that the show is not somehow like undercutting their sanity and happiness. There were two moments that really stuck out to me about with Luann that I, I think speak to this. One was when she was saying to Ramona that the other women were jealous of her fame. Oh and God. Ramona was like, no, that's not it. I don't think so. 
And then in that fight with Bethany, when Bethany's having the meltdown and Ramona, of all people, Ramona, who always has something to say, who jumps in or who stays very strong, was just quietly crying. I just thought, this is so real and so dark. And Luann is not getting this. Yeah. She's not grasping this. Yeah. And Luann has had a pause before. Remember, they, they yeah. made her a friend and that was good for her. And so I think maybe that. One thing I don't like about any of these shows, and this is a good segue to uh, Southern Charm, there's just like an element of ganging up on each other. It's not the same kind of bullying that's been happening on this season of, of The Bachelor with Luke P, which I do think is bullying, even if I find him alarming. Well, I don't think it ever helps anybody for an entire group of people to be yeah, to coming get, at to you. Like nobody's yeah. going to react well to that. And, and, and you're and, not going to actually get somebody help that they might need that way. And what, yeah, and like this happens on Vanderpump Rules. Maybe this is just a problem with reality TV and I need to confront it a little bit more. <laughs> but like the <laughs> gang- need to process it. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the ganging up on someone not becoming a full storyline, like, really stinks. So that's the other thing is, like, I am also, like, not finding entertainment, pleasure, or joy in watching all these women, like, be mad at Luann, you know? Mm-hmm. Not because like because but they, I do think they've been incredibly sensitive to her too. Yeah, they have yeah. until like this last like week or two in Miami, which I which has not been as good. And I just want to say like I I was tearing up as I watched Bethany's meltdown. I love Bethany oh. for all of her flaws, and I just found it just obviously she's been through a lot and she like reached a breaking point mm-hmm. and like Sony. I mean, excuse me, Ramona was crying. Yes. Like obviously was a really emotional scene, and I just thought it was sad. Well, and you realize, I mean, Bethany is dealing with her a man who proposed to her very recently dying. Yeah. And Luann is dealing with being pretty fresh off of— A rehab stand. Yeah. Like, it's—I mean, they're like, she's making it all about her, but I see her argument that she kind of has to make it all about her. It's a catch-22, and it's— both great television and painful, and that makes it good. Oh, God. I there's got a lot to like, confront about myself right now. There's also <laughs> been two moments that I have found just, like, insanely controversial. Uh, con- er, Contradictory? No, two moments where I'm like, Barley's not more controversial. Uh, One is when Luann was doing her court-ordered community service at a soup kitchen, and she tasted the soup. That was wild. <laughs> that was so offensive. <laughs> I, I found that to be un- unreal. And, like, that's, like, a deal-breaker for me and Luann. I'm sorry. And, well, that's the thing. She is not getting it. She doesn't get it. That was horrible. She was like told not to taste the soup. She's there feeding the homeless mm-hmm. and she fucking tastes the soup. I thought that was so inappropriate. I'll never, I'll She's never recover it. from that with yeah. Luann. Number two, also including Luann, this time in Miami, for some reason, the women decide that, so it seems like Sonia might be drinking too much. We don't, you know, we don't know. She, but she fell over and everything. They decided <laughs> she should go with Luann to a, an AA meeting. That was wild to me. AA is serious. People who are in AA take their recovery really seriously and I admire it because it's really mm-hmm. hard. Sonia was not taking it seriously. The show was not taking it seriously. The women weren't taking it seriously. And I found that also incredibly offensive. It's just like, Sonia, if you're going to go, dope. And if you want to support Luann, dope. But then like, don't turn the storyline into I'm offended that Luann didn't understand how this was hard for me. Well, I just think that that moment wasn't going to create anything real and positive no matter what. I mean, I've dealt with a lot of people very close to me having addiction issues. And you are not going to get, and I'm no expert, 
but you're not going to get a good result out of telling someone you need to just go to an AA meeting today. Yeah, I know. And it's a process. It's not like you yeah. drop in. Well, and then they all, I, I have to say in Sony's defense, they all wanted her to like go to the AA meeting, but then like come hang and vibe with them and probably drink again. And then they were all sort and and Luann was like getting upset with Sonia for having a reaction, yet she wanted her to have this big moment of going to an AA meeting. But then you're mad at her because she's having an emotional reaction to the experience you just pushed her into. Yeah. It was very problematic and completely unsuccessful. I know. It was really rough. Let, let's do a, a quick five minutes on, okay. on Southern Charm. Um, this season, objectively not as good. Mm. A little boring. Yeah. A little forced. Wah. But still loving it. Uh, well, it's it's easy to watch, isn't it? That's Cameron how I is Cam- I think Cameron. I'm ready to say she's a first ballot Hall of Fame reality TV person. Wow, she's fantastic. Did you watch her Real World season way back when? Way back when, I don't I remember it an, well. In, oh my god, her and Brad Fiorentino, he and she had this one scene the beginning of the <laughs> season they were making out or they were like hugging up and there's a makeout session in their hot tub where like their tongues are like out of their mouths they're kind of like licking each other's tongues and it's such like, a gross image oh. that I, I can't shake but then I I just love Cameron so much I keep watching this show for Cameron basically she's so honest I love how honest she's being about the struggles of motherhood she's funny she's the she's also in the perfect role in this show yeah. you know I don't think she could go on housewives and thrive necessarily I think that she's a little bit of a narrator on Southern Charm, and that's why it works. She's like the mama bear a little bit. It works. I certainly do miss, I must admit, I, I, I'm not defending anything about these situations, but like the Thomas and Catherine stuff was just captivating television. I know. And we don't have that anymore. And that's that's hard. I As much as I love Chelsea as a human, yes. I don't think she's good for reality TV. Yeah, she's not bringing she's anything. Kind of boring. dating a dude who's on a boat somewhere. Yeah, he's, he's kind of boring. Like we can't even engage in our life. I really like Craig. But oh, Craig! I just we're we're in the train wreck zone with Craig, and it's not fun. Craig is waking up and wearing last night's eyeliner to work out of his home, sewing pillows. Why does his assistant agree to that job? Uh, for money. <laughs> also, I <laughs> love they call her by her full name all the time. Yeah, I mean, Craig brought Austin a burrito after the night after that he broke up with Madison, and and that's nice. But Craig cracked a beer sitting there in the morning with him. Yeah. That was a question mark for me. Yeah, I guess. I guess her her name her her first name is, is, it is Amy Anna, Whitaker. It's Anna Hayward. Anna Hayward. Well, where did I get Amy Whitaker? But on a Google, <laughs> on a Google, I find out that it's Anna hyphen Hayward. So I guess it's not her full name. Okay. I just assumed it was. Well, I don't know who Amy Whitaker is, but wherever you are, <laughs> I guess we're friends. <laughs> what did you think Haley's name was? Thought I thought it was, it was Elise. Elise. Elise and Amy. Wherever you are. Juliet and I are friends with you. Yes, we are. You? Sorry for not getting your names properly. Um, what's your feeling on Catherine? Like, there's a certain point with people on TV where you're just like, should like similar to Luann and Ramona, Ramona, mm. should they remain on the show? Oh, uh, man, I think Catherine's still good TV because she's just such an emotional person, really. You, you, TV is about emotion. You know, you need it. And she gives that. Uh, is it good for her to be on TV? I don't know. I I, I will say that I think she's potentially going to be a single mom with two kids to support. And this is her job. The yeah. show is her job. She's in the Luann zone for me where I'm just like, all right, like, I'm ready to cut You're the cord done. here. Okay. This is uncomfortable. But that's that I like Catherine a lot. So what are you liking about this season? Um, I love Cameron. I love her openness about how hard it is to be a, a mom. Yes. It's really refreshing and fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm enjoying Austin, even with his crazy relationship. I just kind of enjoy it. He's also just like, he in some ways like less of a train wreck than Craig, if you can believe it or not. Really? I think that, I feel that way. Maybe only because he's a little younger. If we cut back to that threesome footage one more time. Oh my God. Also, it doesn't prove anything. That's no, the worst. It's very strange. That's the worst part about it. Is it doesn't prove anything. It's like voices off camera. You're only seeing Austin. It's very odd, and I think we need more to happen. I do. I mean, because this show has just set. It's only, a different show. Only ten episodes. Only like three or four more. Yeah. After last night's, where they went on this weird RV road trip. The weirdest thing about it is that like Whitney's like really in a lot of it this season. Mm. I felt like he had receded a little bit, um, and it's just weird to me. That, like, both the EP, he's, like, an EP and on the show. Like, there's a reason why Andy Cohen became talent, you know, and, like, removed himself from a lot of the producer duties. What I have heard before is that Whitney didn't really want to be on the show. I feel like I've read that in interviews, but they were like, please be on the show. We need you, which is interesting. I mean, the age ranges of the characters on this show are wild. You have 70-something-year-old Patricia. I love Patricia. Whitney's probably in his 50s. Down to the newest cast member, Elise is, like, 21. Her name's Eliza. Eliza. (laughs) <laughs> Eliza Limehouse. This is not a win for names today on this podcast. I don't know. I just love Cameron. I just think I would. I want just a Cameron show. Okay, that's my, that's. My I take. don't think it's enough. Maybe she could have a web show or a Netflix show. They have a fifteen minute shows on that service. Yeah, I just need this season. Feels like it's sort of a as we had with the Bachelorette this weekend. A five B. It feels like a B to last yeah. season. Like we're just kind of recuperating and regrouping, and then I'm hoping that next season will be a real new frontier. I, I think we need some. We need more new cast members than little Eliza, and we need some She's, stuff oh, to happen. Eliza's not enough. That's for sure. She's not enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's got to be more in that town. But are they willing to be on TV? Oh, I, I hope so. That's the real question. <laughs> um, Lauren, for the back half of the Bachelor season, what are you most excited about? Final thought. I am really excited to see... Look, I think that it's been very evident for a while who the front runners are here. Yeah, I mean, and, and 5B confirmed it. Right. Mike, Luke, Jed, Tyler, Pete. Peter. I just call him Pete. Pete, I, no Tyler, one, Pete. Yeah, it's like Mayor Pete, Pilot Pete. So I really want to see more of them. As you and I have talked about, Hannah is a bachelorette who is open about her chemistry and sexuality, and I think that's great. So I want to see, like, like I feel like I've been through so much with this Luke P stuff that yeah. I want to see, like, some sexiness and some warm climates and some— I, I miss the hot tubs. Five episodes, no hot tubs. Oh, my God. I've been talking about this nonstop. Six episodes. Six episodes, no hot tubs. I mean, plug for myself. Please check out my ba- my Bachelorette Recaps, Roses and Rosé on Entertainment Tonight's YouTube channel every Tuesday. Uh, I have been talking every week about how we haven't had a hot tub yet. And I have wondered, is this because Hannah is triggered because she had such a traumatic experience on her one-on-one with Colton where she gave that horrible toast and conversation in the hot tub? <laughs> Maybe. The toast was before they got in the hot tub. They were just sitting on That's the day true. bed. Yeah. So bring, bring us a hot tub. Bring us a hot tub. That's we all we're asking it. for. Yes. Uh, thank you so much, Lauren. And thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget when hunger strikes, just remember this set of numbers, 90, 10, 1. That's 90 calories, 10 grams of protein, 1 gram of sugar. These are the numbers of Protein One, a bar that fills you up without loading you up. Available in four tasty flavors that will help you kick your cravings. Try Protein One for your next snack emergency. Available at all major retails, at Walmart, at Target, your local grocery store, and Amazon. Amazon. 